Um, I'm going to share a little bit of what I shared this morning and a little bit of what I didn't share this morning. So I'm speaking on being set apart, being set apart, being holy. And I feel that the God is calling his church to be set apart. He is calling us to live a, a holy life. I love the, the, um, the line that Emily said there that is that God is no longer just my faith, but he is my life. That is powerful. Fantastic. So here's a girl set apart, two young ladies set apart, not just my faith, but my life, my whole life set apart, my whole life for him. No longer I, but Christ who lives in me, that sort of attitude no longer I, but Christ who lives in me, living for him, set apart for him. The world that we live in today, I don't even need to tell you this, but it's straying a whole heap further away from God's ways, right? Straying further and further from his values, his morals, his ways. And so the world that we live in, so desperately needs the church to rise up and say, I'm going to be set apart for my God. I'm going to, be, I'm going to stand out, be set apart for him, holy for him, standing out from the crowd. And I feel that this is prophetically, that this is what God is saying to his church. And in fact, he's not just saying it, but he is urging, he is beckoning his church, to be set apart, to set our lives apart for him and his purposes. Sheridan's been speaking about remaining in him, remaining with God, hanging with God, being with God. And that's what Ruby was just, was just sharing around, you know, that, that hearing him, being with him every day, listening to him, spending time with him, is so important because as we do that, we naturally respond out of that. And our lives are like, I want to do what you're saying to me to do. I want to live for you. But we need to hear him. We need to spend time with him, remaining in him. Graham Cook prophesied into our nation in 2014. I just want to read out the word that he um, spoke over New Zealand, a little bit of what he, what he said. He said, the Lord would say, this is like the time of Esther, days of beautification and purification. There is a time set aside for this nation, which is now. The Lord is beautifying the church in this country. This is days when the Lord is doing a quickening work in our midst. And I see a storm coming into this nation that will sweep away a religious spirit, that which does not own his own name, that which does not pursue his spirit. But this storm will also cause us to be swept along in a whole new time of power and anointing, unprecedented in this country's history. Do you remember those of you that were at Shout that was prophesied on Friday night of Shout that this we will see? power and anointing like we have never seen before. 
the church will emerge in all of its glory, in all of its power. And the army of the Lord will be seen in the land, and the body of Christ will be seen in the land. And a city set on a hill shall be seen, and a light will rise in the darkness so bright that it will blind the work of the enemy. And the bride, that is the church, will emerge in all her beauty, in all her glory. And all the facets of church, like a diamond, the facets of church will be seen in this nation. And kings will come to you, men and women of power and influence and substance will come and sup at your table. And miracles shall walk the earth and signs and wonders in the heavens. Isn't that awesome? Yes and amen? Yeah, amen. Bring it on. The God, what I see here is that God is calling the church to be set apart. For this to take place, he's saying, you know, if we are to blind the work of the enemy, to be like that city set on a hilltop, then we've got to rise up. We've got to step it up. The city on a hilltop Matthew comes from Matthew 5, 13 to 16. He says, uh, you are, this is Jesus speaking, you're the salt of the earth, but what good is salt if it's lost its flavor? Can you make it salty again? It will be thrown out and trampled underfoot as worthless. You are the light of the world, like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp, then puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see so that everyone will praise your heavenly Father. For us to stand out from the crowd, we need to be different from our friends, our workmates. We need to live differently. We need to have the morals, the values of Almighty God, Heavenly Father. Otherwise, we're going to be dim. And it says here, don't just light the lamp and put a basket over it. Come on. I'm calling you to be a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. And then prophetic word that will blind the work of the enemy. There is power in a Christian that has a light shining out for all to see, set apart. Someone set apart in, in the dictionary is make someone different, make, make it someone special, someone who is, stands out from the crowd. An example in a sentence would be Ruby's natural athleticism set her apart from other dancers. Set apart. We're called to stand out. You know, if I went walking around in our backyard, we've got a dog. And so we can have a lot of dog poo in our backyard. And if I went walking around in the backyard right now with my torch, and my torch had a little, you know, a bit of a flat battery, and it was pretty dim, I would shine it around, but I'd most likely step in the poo. <laughs> it is important to shine our light brightly because not only we may step in the poo, but others around us, others around us need us to shine brightly because they need to be saved from the poo, so to speak. They are crying out for it. Some of them don't know it, but they are crying out. They need somebody to stand up, 
to stand up in this world that we are living in and saying, I am different. I am living for Almighty God. There is hope. There is hope. We are not, when we step into relationship with God, when we are living for, for Him, we are not of this world. We are called to a, a, a home that we are all heading to, a heavenly home. We are not of this world. We are not to live like this is our home, but we are to live as daughters and sons of the King of Kings. 1 Peter 1, 13 to 16 says, So prepare your minds for action and exercise self-control. Put all your hope in the gracious salvation that come, will come to you when Jesus Christ is revealed to the world. So you must live as God's obedient children. Don't slip back into the old ways of living to satisfy your own desires. You didn't know any better then, but now you must be holy in everything you do, just as God who chose you is holy. For the scriptures say, you must be holy because I am holy. He wants us to be like him. He's our dad, our heavenly father. We are made in his likeness. You know, we've got, we have the saying here, wherever, whenever, be like Jesus. Be holy because he is holy. 1 Thessalonians 4, verse 1. Actually, just before I go into that, you know, I, I just want to remind us that when we step into relationship with God, we do accept the gift of righteousness. It is a gift. Uh, we are made right in his sight and we can live from that. But he is also calling us, and, I, and I'm not going to read all the scriptures out tonight, um, but there are scriptures after scriptures after scriptures where the, God is calling the church to continually, it's called sanctification, continually becoming more and more holy, continually coming. Yes, we accept his gift of righteousness. We are made right because of him. We can't do that ourselves. So thank you, Jesus, for taking our place on that cross. But also, we are called to live holy, to be holy, and to continually work at that. 1 Thessalonians 4 verse 1 says, Finally, dear brothers and sisters, we urge you in the name of the Lord Jesus to live in a way that pleases God as we have taught you. You live this way already, and we encourage you to do so even more. So it's like that call of like, you know, you already live, the, live like this, but I'm calling you to do that more. I'm calling you to shine brighter. I'm calling you to be set apart. Verse 10 from 1 Thessalonians 4, you already show your love for all the believers throughout Macedonia, or you already show your love for all the believers in Hamilton or Activate or New Zealand or, or the world. But even so, dear brothers and sisters, we urge you to love them even more. Step it up, church. Step it up. We're called to be set apart, to be holy. We read, we read in Romans 5, as I was just talking about, that we are made in right standing with God. But then in Romans 6, it goes on, in verses 1 and 2, it says, Well then, should we keep on sinning so that God can show us more and more of his wonderful grace? Of course not. Since we have died to sin... How can we continue to live in it? In verse 13 from Romans 6, give yourselves completely to God, for you were dead, but now you have new life. So use your whole body as an instrument to do what is right for the glory of God. Colossians 3 
verses 2 to 14. Does anyone want to look it up? Am I going too fast? Colossians 3, 2 to 14. says, Think about the things of heaven, not the things of earth. We were made for the eternal. We are eternal. For you died to this life, and your real life is hidden with Christ in God. And when Christ, who is your life, is revealed to the whole world, you will share in all his glory. So put to death the sinful, earthly things lurking within you. Have nothing to do with sexual immorality, impurity, lust, and evil desires. Don't be greedy, for a greedy person is an idolater, worshipping the things of this world. Because of these sins, the anger of God is coming. You used to do these things when your life was still part of this world, but now is the time to get rid of anger, rage, malicious behaviour, slander, and dirty language. Don't lie to each other, for you've been stripped off your old sinful nature and all its wicked deeds. Put on your new nature. Be renewed as you learn to know your creator and become like him. In this life, it doesn't matter if you're a Jew or Gentile, circumcised, uncircumcised, barbaric, uncivilized, slave or free. Christ is all that matters and he lives in all of us. Since God chose you to be the holy people he loves, you must clothe yourselves with tender-hearted mercy, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Make allowance for each other's faults and forgive anyone who offends you. Remember the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. Above all, clothe yourselves with love, which binds us all together in perfect harmony. So the church is called to be different. The church is called to be set apart. The church is called to stand out brightly like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden, blinding the work of the enemy. The church is called to live different from the ways, thoughts, and attitudes of this world. God says, my ways are higher than your ways in Isaiah 55. We're called to be set apart. Romans 12, 1 and 2 says, Dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he's done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice. You know, that's what Jesus did for us. We read earlier, he's, Jesus says, oh, I'm going to be a holy sacrifice for you. And then we're called here to be a living and holy sacrifice. The kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. Don't copy the behavior and the customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Don't copy your friends at school or your workmates. Don't copy them. Don't copy the behavior of this world, but be set apart for God. Live according to how he asks us to live, according to his ways. You know, um, I mentioned this to these two beautiful young ladies here set apart. I know that there's many people here that are totally set apart for God. And, and I'm not saying that 
that you are not set apart. But I feel that God is saying, come on, come on. I want you to shine brighter, church. Now is the time. Now is the time to step it up. Now is the time to shine brightly so that you were blind, the work of the enemy. Daniel, Esther, Deborah, Samuel, we could look at a whole lot in the Bible that would set their lives apart. They didn't get it right all the time. But they were quick to get up again. They set their lives apart. You know, setting our lives apart is simply coming before him and saying, have your way. Father, my life is yours. Have your way. I want to live to honour you. I want to live to worship you. I think Pastor Ray talked about that before. For some of you, it may mean being a little bit choosy around who you spend your time with. Maybe your peers pull you down rather than you pulling them up. Maybe you need to be choosy about who you spend your time with. We're not to be conformed to this world, but to stand out, to be set apart. In my life, I made a decision in my teens. I was... um, I, I've got to say, and it's, uh, my parents are here, so. <laughs> I was in a relationship that um, wasn't in a place where I was set apart for God. And I made the decision that I wanted to live for him, that I wanted to, to give my all to God. And so I broke off the relationship. I got water baptized and, and went on from there. Did I get it right? I didn't get it right all the time. But my heart's cry was, God, I want to live for you. I want to live for you. From that point on, from when I was water baptized, I was like, God, I want to live for you. And I mucked up a few times along the way. But I I said, God, I want to live for you. And so I want to encourage us here. If If you're in that place and you're like, oh, I haven't got everything sorted, We never have everything sorted. We never have everything sorted. We can stand in the place of saying, thank you, Jesus, for your sacrifice for me. But we can actually saying, God, I want to live for you is the start. It is the starting point. And so from then on in my life, God started to speak into me. He, he um, surprised me by um, prophetically speaking into my life about the possibility of um, going into, into a full-time ministry. Now, that's not for everybody. And I was freaked out because I didn't think that was for me. But anyway, the next thing was to be obedient to, to that. So I, wanna, so I went to Bible college, right? So um, I want to encourage us, start. If you haven't started Tonight, if you haven't made that step of like going, God, my life, I want my life to be yours, set apart for you, then the next, take the next step from there. Listen, like Ruby said, listen to him. Listen to what he's saying to you in his word. Listen to what he's saying to you from from wise leaders around about you, from wise friends, Christian friends around about you. 
and then take the next step from there. If you muck up, then say, I'm sorry. And go again. His mercies are new every single morning. But he's calling us to be set apart. He's calling us to make that stand and say, my life is yours. My life is yours. I want to stand out from the crowd. One of the ways that I stood out after making that call was I decided that my language was was going to change. And so one way that I stood out in school and in my workplace, my workplace actually knew me as, um, as a Christian. And I, no, don't swear in front of Jan, don't swear in front of Jan. Uh, but they respected me for it. And in fact, they not only just respected me for that because they knew I was different, but in fact, some people started to come to me for advice. They saw that I was a person of self-discipline. How can we be set apart? How can we be different? I don't know about you, but my workplace was always bagging the boss in the tea rooms. <laughs> was always bagging the boss. And I made that stand to not join in with that. And in fact, I'd try and take uh, opportunities to speak and courage around the boss because that's not his ways. Have a great effect on the people around about you. Don't be a dimly lit lamp under a basket, but be a shining bright light that will blind the work of the enemy, that will actually be effective in your world, in this world. Some people need to go to Bible college. Some people need to take the step. Go and study the Word of God. The enemy does not want you to stand out. The enemy does not want me to stand out. In fact, the church is a threat to the enemy. You are a threat to the enemy. When you are in relationship with God, you're not a threat to Him if you're dimly lit. He's okay with that. But if you start shining brightly, He's pretty worried about that. He's pretty worried. He does not want us to stand out. I reckon that the enemy actually knows that the power within us is greater than he, the enemy. And sometimes I think he knows it better than us. The enemy knows how great the power is that is within us. Almighty God is within us. We are a threat to the kingdom of darkness. We have been transferred from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light, Colossians 1.13 says. Set apart a different set of values and morals, continually made into His likeness. It's a continual walk, a continual walk, being salt and light, being flavoursome, flavoursome salt in our world, being the bride of Christ, I love weddings. Isn't it wonderful when the bride comes walking in and you're just like, oh, wow. Oh, she's stunning. She's stunning. I love weddings. We are called to be the bride of Christ. The church is called to be the bride of Christ. 
He wants us beautiful. He wants to show us off to the world. He wants us standing out, saying, that's my baby. That's what I want him to say about me. That's my baby. Come on. She's my bride. We are called to be the bride of Christ, blemished, free. And we can be because of the gift that Jesus gives us. But we are also called to continually become more and more holy, set apart for Him. I want to encourage us tonight that we are sons and daughters of the Most High God. When we step into relationship with Him, we are sons and daughters of the Most High God. We are called to greater things. We are not simply Kiwi or whatever you may call yourself, but we are called to a a new normal, which is a supernatural royalty. Holy because He is holy. Purposed to be set apart, continually becoming holy. We have the power to speak and atmospheres will be shifted. We have the power to pray and heavenlies will respond. Everywhere I go, darkness flees. I love that. I love that. God Almighty is in within me. Everywhere I go, darkness flees. We are a threat to the enemy. We carry supernatural peace, joy, love. We carry the kingdom of heaven because he is within. We carry that. So let's release the kingdom of heaven. Let's release all that our heavenly Father gives to us. Let's release it. Let's stand out to be that city on a on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. Here's some questions for you or some statements for you to, that I'm going to leave with you as we finish. Why settle for a give only what I have to attitude when God is asking for more of us? He's asking for more. Or for for Pastor Ray, a mathematics term, why live my life to the lowest common denominator when I'm called to live holy for the King of Kings? The church is called to take up a cross daily not take up as many rights daily. Is my life like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden? Is my life, that's a a good question, isn't it? Each day, is my life like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden? How am I different to my friends who aren't in a relationship with Jesus? How am I different to my workmates that aren't in a relationship with Jesus? going back to the prophetic words that I read earlier, the Father wants to display Himself. Healings, miracles, signs and wonders walking this earth. But first of all, He is calling His church to be set apart, to continually becoming more holy, to shine brightly, to shine brightly for Him.